0: Good evening. Welcome to Tuesday evening chapel. Let me see if I got this right. Week seven.
1: Yes.
0: Right. Week seven. All right. Give yourselves a hand. Week seven. Four more weeks to go, and then May is going to be right around the corner. Well, it's our privilege this evening to have a student preacher with us tonight who's going to be helping us hear from, from, the, from the Lord. And it's going to be Mary Thorpe. Mary,
1: she's right here. Let's
0: welcome Mary. Mary's a student here at, at NBC, and you're pursuing your pastoral ministries. And she also um, serves here on campus as a recruiter, right? And, and she's helping those that are uh, pursuing their call and helping them... Uh, pursue their education here at NBC. She also serves in other local ministries and she'll tell you a little bit about that when she comes up in a bit. Stand with me this evening as we worship in song. The song we're going to sing about tonight are about trust and also about following the Lord. Jesus says, whoever serves me must follow me and where I am my servant will also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. So let's worship.
1: Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Where you move, I'll move. I will follow.
2: be up here. Most usually when I preach, I am all over the place. Um, I've asked the Lord to keep me um, a little bit more subtle, but at this moment, I'd like us to bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, You are, I should say, you were the homeless Jesus. I ask, Father God, that you don't let any of the words I speak tonight be yours. But may every word I speak be yours. Because mine are so insufficient to accomplish your purpose and will in mine and everyone here's life and Lord I pray that you show them the homeless Jesus tonight amen lazy freeloaders scary nuisance vagrants why don't they go out and get a job dirty that is what many of the homeless hear daily here as many of you know the Lord on August 15th I found myself on my knees praying for I was looking at being homeless I didn't have September's rent and I didn't know where it was going but I knew one thing that my God was more powerful and more wise and had a plan even in that and I remember it was about 10 o'clock in the morning and I knelt by my bed and I said you know what Lord if this is a time for provision I praise you if this is a time provision doesn't come I will still praise you because it means you want to start the church for the homeless sooner seven years before I came to Nazarene Bible College I was seeking the Lord really ten years but seven years I was getting serious I was at that altar one night and I said to him I don't care what happened to me Lord if you would take all the things that happened in my life and that are even happening now and you would take them and turn them into your glory take what sent Satan meant to destroy me and turn it into your glory and August 15th, when I was on my knees praying, the Lord said, Go. I have learned that anytime God says go, I'm in for the journey of a lifetime. I mean it. He already knew I hated the W word, which I call wait. But this time, he said, go. So my lease was up, and I had to make a decision to sign it. And I said, Lord, should I sign my lease? You will provide for me. You are God. Or is this a time when I should just sign it and move into the camp? And he said, go. Well, you can imagine what my friends said when I said that I was going to move into the camp. I heard all the things that could happen happen to me, and if they only knew the things that had happened to me in four walls, the camp didn't look any different. (laughs) And I'd say, ah, my God, He won't let anything happen to me unless he's ready to take me home. But if my God wants me in the camp, there's somebody down there that needs to know Jesus. Well, I went to my Pastor Don there. Thank you for being here, Pastor Don. And I was sharing with him and his wife, Pastor Sandy, that I was going to move in the camp. Pastor Don said no you're not that's against the law
1: and I told Pastor
2: Don the same thing if God wants me to move down in that camp that's where I'm supposed to be whether it's against the law or not and he looked and him and Sandy looked at each other and he said you know we have a shed how much room do you need and I said I need a place for my bed my bookcases (laughs) and my desk because I'm still finishing school." And he says, well, you want to take a look. And it was a nice, is a nice woodshed, and I was ready to move there. In fact, there's moments now, even as pastor at the homeless shelter on Sunday mornings, that I sometimes even long for that shed. It would have been a lot simpler. I mean, Pastor Don and I had it all planned out. (laughs) But God had a different plan. So on September 14th, I had a red-letter day. I had met with um, somebody at the Salvation Army, and they offered me um, to be pastor at, I didn't know it was the homeless shelter, but at the homeless shelter, I'm going to say. And um, I thought everything was just perfect. How could God be so good? One of the people I work here said to me, you're not moving in that shed. I'll rent you a room. And I wish she was here because Jenny Matson ministers to the homeless all the time. No, she doesn't go to the shelter or anything else, but she gave me an incredible deal on rent. And she says, really, that's all I need. That way you can use the rest for your church. But that wasn't all that happened September 14th. Dr. Ott, I went in the library to do my homework. I thought this day can't get any better. Dr. Ott says, Let's go for a walk. And I said, okay. (laughs) I'll go. I got time. I'm unemployed. No no work. I got plenty of time to go for a walk. And he asked me if I would consider being a part-time admissions recruiter here at Nazarene Bible College. And it happened. And after that journey, though, I still knew if God wouldn't had brought me there, that I wouldn't be the pastor of church for the homeless. And I'm proud to say that I preached the homeless Jesus, and I'm going to show you why tonight. Our text is from Matthew 8, starting at verse 18, going through 22. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head." Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and the dead bury their own dead. Doesn't that sound harsh? Don't worry about burying your father. Let him bury himself. (laughs) But before this is over, you're going to relate to the homeless Jesus. Jesus. Jesus had been traveling ever since he left his wilderness experience. 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. He came out, and the Lord didn't waste any time. Oh, he went out, and he went to Nazareth, but it couldn't have been too long by Matthew 4, because soon as that, he left Nazareth, and he headed for Galilee. Everywhere he went, he was saying, Repent! The day is here. God is here in flesh. And he wants you to know how much he loves and cares about you. And I'm here to show you. You know, the day he left Nazareth, oh, he had one place that he got for a while in Caesarea, but he didn't stay there very long. Otherwise, he was always going. I'm sorry, this is where I cannot stand. Here, i got to be by the people. Sorry. (laughs) Everywhere he went, he was saying, I care about you. I don't care what the Pharisees and the Sadducees say about you. I don't care anything about that. I see, I see the bondage that they're holding you under. I see that. I want you to know my father. Let me tell you about my father. Well, my father, yeah, he doesn't really like sin, but he loves you. He wants you. He wants you to be all of him. He wants you to be everything to him. And he wants you to be everything. He wants you to be. He sees the days that you are hungry. He sees how hard it is for you to earn a living. He sees, he goes. I mean, the Beatitudes... He, I mean, no wonder he had a big crowd. He was telling them they were blessed. Not the outcasts of the earth, but he was they were blessed. Blessed because they were poor. Blessed because they were persecuted. Blessed because of everything that was going on in their lives. And they were blessed. Because he loved him. And people like the homeless Jesus. Because read the Gospels. One of my mentors had told me, sorry, my, one of my mentors had said to me, Jesus preached one formal sermon in the whole Gospels, and that was the Sermon of the Mount. The rest of the time, he was going, and he was saying, be healed. He was talking to people all the time, and he was saying to them, trust me. I will get you through any circumstance. Trust me. He was going through, everywhere he went, all he did, he was touching them. He was saying, looking them in the eye and saying, I love you. I care about you. Don't be discouraged. Don't be frightened. God is with you. The world may tell you he's not with you, but he is. And they could believe him. Because he had no home. When he was on earth, he was like some of us. Do you know that everybody in this room is homeless? Oh, I can hear some of you now saying, Hey, I go home to a warm bed every night, Pastor Mary. There is nothing homeless about me. I'm sorry, but we are all homeless. And some of us are really close to being homeless with the people that I serve. But Jesus, even though he was homeless, and we can say, well, of course, It didn't bother him to be homeless. He was the son of God. But you know what? I mean, I don't know if you read the same gospels I do. Every time he did this big miracle or something, somebody was trying to stone him or kill him. Some people he delivers a demon-possessed man. And they say, everybody comes to the town because this guy goes and says, you would
1: not believe what Jesus did for me.
2: And they come and they ask him to leave. They didn't want what he had to offer. Now, how does all of this with the text that I'm reading, that I read tonight? It's to show you that homeless Jesus, wherever he went, wherever he walked, whatever he did, he didn't complain. He told the Pharisees and the Sadducees off a few times. He went into the temple and threw tables. One night I was praying and I said, Lord, Lord, how come I get so angry sometimes I've been praying for years for him to help me with my anger and that night he said to me tell me what you get angry about Mary I said I hate it when people don't treat other people right I hate it when they make fun of other religions or denominations I don't like it when they hurt each other or hurt somebody else in a gentle voice he said I'm so glad you get angry I'm glad you speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. I want to tell you what I have found since December 4th in our first service for Church for the Homeless. We recently started asking for needs. What do you need? We can't guarantee we can provide it, but we will do our best. They don't ask for hardly anything. There is a man at the shelter with one leg. And I'm going around and I'm asking them after church and kind of talking with with everybody and getting to know them and trying to find their job needs. They gave me job needs. So that ruins the lazy part. But how can you go get a job when you don't even have transportation there? Especially if the job is way on the other side of town. So I'm targeting places where they can walk to. Back to Buddy. He said, nothing. I said, are you sure, Buddy? Nothing that you need, you know? He said, no, nothing. and a guy comes walking up and he said you know what buddy needs he needs a new pair of shoes he's got a he's got a prosthetic i think is what they call it but he can't use it cuz he's only got one shoe we sent out the email within 20 minutes, I had three people wanting to buy buddy shoes. And you should have seen them when we gave them to him. You could tell it was like, like he almost felt bad. That takes away the label freeloader. There's not anybody who hasn't paid the price. In this text, Jesus had gone all over. He had, he went all over. He had healed the sick. He had, he had um, ministered the Beatitudes on a mountain top. He'd been in a few synagogues. But most usually, he was outside preaching. He did not stop. But at verse 18 and chapter 8, Jesus is tired. And he says, let's cross over to the other side of the lake for a little while. He was probably saying, I need about 24 hours worth of sleep. (laughs) A teacher of the law comes. He's been been kind of following Jesus, and he's seen all the wonderful things he does. And he comes, and he says, I want to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus looks at him like this. Do you? Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Do you really want to follow me? Do you even know the price you will have to pay? The next person that comes is a disciple. Not the disciples we know. Jesus had many disciples in the beginning. I mean, everybody wanted to be a part of this. I mean, this was like a miracle show. Some saw God working, but some, no different than some of us, saw this awesome show where all Jesus did was speak, and it happened. All they did was grab his, all he did was grab their hands. All he did was tell them to put dirt on their eyes, and they were healed. He loves us. He's going to provide us. He's for us. He's going to feed us. They hadn't grasped that, yes, he was feeding them, but he wasn't feeding them just food. He was feeding him himself. I mentioned earlier how everyone in this room is homeless. Most of you, unless you live in Colorado, that are sitting in these chairs tonight, that walk this campus, there was a point where you knew that God wanted you all for himself. He didn't want to share you. And he said for me it's always the word go for some of you it might have even been him whispering in your ear come follow me some of you it might have been I have a plan and a purpose for you come to Nazarene Bible College And what did you do? I don't know about you, but I left my daughter and my grandbabies. I left an awesome mission program that was going on that God himself created. I left Two moms and never got to go to their funerals. Some of you are, go, have done the same thing, except some of you had families that you brought with you. And I want to tell you, I pray for you all the time. Last year, I started praying for us singles, too, because we have different, different issues. When life gets tough, the only one helping us is ourselves. But we also have an advantage. We can get on our knees before the Lord. And he is like no husband, no friend, nothing compares to him. The day you said, come, God said, I don't care what it looks like, I want you to trust me. I mean, this whole time it's been trust in the Lord and lean not into your own understanding. And how many times have you felt, Lord, I came for you? No he came for us you see we didn't choose the caller the caller looked down from heaven one day and said there that is the homeless Jesus except guess what he's not homeless anymore Sometimes we think, all we think about is his walk to the cross. Well, he wants more. He wants you to take him down off that cross and do what he did. He wants you to get out of your houses, off the seats, out of four walls, and he wants you to go and say, I love you. What can I do for you? Do you need me to pray for you? Do you really believe in me? Do you trust me? In every situation, if you end up sleeping on the streets, will you still love me? If they come tomorrow and they burn all your Bibles, will they still, Will you still love me? He probably asks us more, will you know what they say so that you can go out? You see, the Lord's given me a vision for the homeless. We are so worried about sending missionaries overseas, and believe me, that is important. But I want to tell you something they've already done a really good job. No matter whether those people are persecuted or not. We need to walk out this door because our own nation needs missionaries. My mission field is the homeless. That's what he's called me. Your mission field may be something else. Maybe starting a church in an apartment complex. What a mission field, Jeremy. Focus on the homeless Jesus. That's what he wants to be. He's in heaven. And he's preparing a home for us. But I'll tell you something, this is just temporary. This place is just temporary. We will never, never be home until we see him face to face. When we fall in his presence because we can't even imagine we're there. That is home for us. And when we forget that, what earthly good can we be here? Almost every day since the Lord created the Church for the Homeless, this is the one word he wakes me up and puts me to bed with. Focus, Mary. Focus, 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 focus on me. Read those Gospels and get to know them so well and so powerfully that wherever you go, whoever you touch, whoever you ask, what do you need? You give them me. My first day, and then I'm closing, my first day was July sixteenth, two 2008, that I came to this campus. I hadn't slept, and I was so excited. The Lord had been ministering to me that he would bless my children and my grandchildren if I did what he wanted me to do. And I am seeing that. I stepped out of my car I'll never forget it and I felt like I had arrived to a home like no other home because I was right where God wanted me I took my tests and a lady by the name of Barbara Riggs was here, and she said she didn't have time to give me a tour. And I said, well, that's, that's OK. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here for a while, so I can come back another day. I said, but my pastor, Stu, his name is Stuart Jones. From, he was in Winona, now he's in California. But he, he told me about your chapel, and can I just go in there and pray for a while? She said, well, sure. She brought me in here, and that day, those curtains were up. It was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. The Colorado sky was blue, and there was fluffy clouds floating across the sky. And I looked, and I said, Lord, look at the mountains at the feet of you. They are beautiful. I've answered you. Now, please. Please. Prepare me. You told me I had the heart and the passion, but I needed knowledge. Prepare me. And then I looked, because we get a good view on a sunny day at the bottom of those mountains from here. Because see, what I did I wanted to get the whole picture. So I walked up here. And all of a sudden, it's like the Lord said, Mary, look at the bottom of the mountain. And all I saw was this mass of houses and everything else. Go out. Because at the feet of my mountains are people who do not know me. You are, every one about you, are the homeless Jesus. You are called to do what he did. You are to walk the streets, walk the cities, wherever he leads you. Pray. I pray for divine appointments every day. Pray. Who do you want to minister to today? I don't know about you, but when I finally get home to my real home, I just want to hear him say I'm so proud of you thank you you obeyed you listened and you left the results to me tonight how many of you tonight can kneel at that altar and say to God because I know some of the circumstances that some of you are going through and they are something but that homeless Jesus is here tonight how many of you can kneel at that altar and with all your heart and soul say I will praise you if you provide and if provision doesn't come I'm still going to praise you, and I'm going to do whatever you called me to do. I will not quit, because I did not choose you. You, you chose me. This is a time I'm going to ask you because I know and some of you that are in class, have been in class with me know my passion for that altar. It is not just a piece of wood. It's not somebody just built. That altar is where I laid my all and all on since I've been here. But there was an altar back home that I was sure that where I kneeled, and that where I cra- cried left stain marks, the tears that I wept on that altar. How many of you tonight are here and you're saying, I can't take another step? He says, come, come, you who are weak and weary, come. If I cannot even have a pillow for my head, what are you willing to give up for me? Is this, have you given your all? Because I've had to ask myself many times since I've come to Nazarene Bible College, Have you given your all? Let us pray. Dear Father, dear Savior, thank you for showing us the homeless Jesus. But most of all, even though it's really, really hard. Thank you for choosing us. May we make you proud. And may we honor you in our words, our actions, and in our discipleships. And Lord, I pray for the homeless in this community, all of them tonight. I pray for the people who I have found to be the most thankful, gracious, unloving people I have ever met so tonight Lord I pray for those jobs some are seeking I pray for the hearts and the minds of all of us but Lord until we get home Help us remember, this is not our home. This is a place to go like you did, not letting the dust even gather on our feet to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen.